There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in. Hope you're doing well, of course. This week on VSIN, it's all about the NFL, all about the divisional matchups. We've got the numbers, some movement in the market with the four games, two Saturday, two Sunday. And I've got a storyline. I was kind of staring at the numbers this week and this morning I was staring at the matchups and something stood out to me so we'll get to that coming up in just a bit we're gonna have Ben Heisler coming up in about 44 minutes we'll go straight to Kansas City of course Kansas City going on the road for the first time with Patrick Mahomes outside of the Super Bowl so we'll go straight to Kansas City Mike Palm Palm and the Prince coming up in about 59 minutes Glenn Clark we're gonna go straight to Baltimore on the Baltimore beat and, of course, it's a Wednesday here on Sharp Money. Our buddy Scott Spritzer joins. But as we open up the program, just quickly want to get to some NBA news. First off, have to pass along some somber news. Uh, and to be fair, I'm probably going to botch his name, which isn't great. But Warriors assistant coach Dejan Malejevic is passed away at the age of 46. He had a medical emergency. He's an assistant coach with the Warriors. A medical emergency in Salt Lake City, uh, apparently a heart attack, uh, certainly a horrific story there with the Warriors. Their game has been postponed tonight, but uh, rest in pieces. That is a terrible way to start the show. Our apologies, but uh, certainly a horrific story for the Warriors and the Malejevic family. Uh, the other story, tough transition, but we'll try to do so, is as I say hi to Amal and Dustin Sweetelson. And Dustin, you have details on the trade. The teardown in Toronto continues. Remember OG Ananobi to Dustin Sweetelson's Knicks. And now Siakam is on his way to Indi Indiana, Indiana. I was going to say Indianapolis. Indiana and the Pacers. Dustin, how about some details? Yeah, so it looks like it ends up being a three-team deal with uh, the Pacers and the Raptors being the primary teams involved. The Pacers will receive Pascal Siakam, the former All-Star, while Toronto will get Bruce Brown, Jordan Nwora, and three first-round picks. The Pelicans became the third team in the deal. They end up with uh, Kyra Lewis. Uh, reports coming out. Out, uh, from Siakam, whose deal is up at the end of this season, that he is, quote, eager to work out a contract with Indiana per Woj. He is a free agent in July, as I mentioned. And the key to those three first-round picks being in this deal, fellas, is that the Pacers did not want to give up on a couple of young guys in Jairus Walker and Be uh, Benedict Matherin, who have had a good start to the season, part of why that offense has been good. Now they add Siakam, a guy who, when I looked at his stats, I was actually surprised to find this. Uh, over the last two seasons, his stats are down from the last two seasons. Um, now, he played more minutes per game the last two before this year, but 22.2 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, and 4.9 assists per game while averaging almost a steal per contest, all slightly down. And one last note on it, he is, quote, uh, doubtful, according to Mark J. Spears, to debut tomorrow at Sacramento. So do with that what you will. 
And Siakam Amal is going to be a free agent. Assurances to the Pacers that he'd like to stick with the Pacers, which is the big story here, and giving up so many assets as the Pacers did. You know, that's why you had to be really cautious if you're going to make the deal if you're the Pacers. You have to know he's going to sign when you're giving away three first-round picks. I mean, this is like getting a rental car if you don't sign him to a long-term deal. The thing I like about him, over the last four or five seasons, he's averaged better than 20 points a game. But, guys, the one concern I have is durability. He's only played uh, in the last five years more than 71 games one time. And so that, that's a little bit of a concern when you look at him, how durable can he be. But when you think about his ability to score the basketball, along with Tyrese Halliburton, who's out right now with an injury once he's back, what they're capable of doing. Right now, TH is the best point guard in the NBA, and it's really not even that close. So this team could be a little bit of a force in the Eastern Conference now. Absolutely. So Siakam on his way to the Pacers, and with all due respect to the association, we'll have time for you after the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. The only <laughs> thing that matters right now is the NFL. So let's go straight to the market. And then I'll my takeaway from kind of examining the matchup spell is we'll start with just if we've had movement from yesterday, Houston, Baltimore. So this number right now sitting Baltimore nine and a half. We did have some nines on the board yesterday with Baltimore laying at nine and a half. Nobody's showing 10 right now. Houston, Baltimore, Green Bay, San Francisco. We did have some tens. It's now down to nine and a half. San Francisco laying nine and a half. You got a total. The biggest one on the board this weekend, Green Bay and San Francisco at 50 and a half. You move to Sunday, that early game, Tampa Bay at Detroit. DraftKings is fascinating. DraftKings has been stuck at seven. Curious, can you guys look at the board right there at Circa and tell me? Because most shops, Amal, are still sitting six and a half. But yep. DraftKings, which opened seven, hasn't budged off of seven, which I find fascinating. I think most shops are going to close. Lion seven. What about there at Circa? Still six and a half. I, I think seven is the true number here. Patrick, we talked about it last week where we thought the line would be somewhere in that six to seven range. You're seeing six and a half in many places. Uh, but, you know, the Texans game, we've seen some movement. But for me, with this Lions-Buccaneers game, I think it's the right game. This is going to be, I have a feeling, a pretty big teaser weekend for a lot of people when you look at the games in terms of the matchups. Just like last week, you know, I'm getting maybe some flashbacks for those that did tease the Cowboys down, boys, <laughs> because it's essentially the same, right? Yeah. You thought the the Cowboys, if you didn't want to lay the price with the Cowboys, but you thought there's no chance they they haven't lost in 16. Sorry, Goulet. They hadn't lost in 16 straight in Dallas. Here comes the youngest team in 45 years. So you tease them down off the seven. And, of course, they got beat by 50. So be careful with the teases. Of course, as my mentor said back in the day, that's why they're called teases. But if you want to bet the Lions right now, you can grab the seven at DraftKings. You may be able to shop for a six and a half. Excuse me, the Bucks at seven, six and a half if you want to shop on the Lions. Now, Kansas City and Buffalo, as Dustin mentioned, this was the square play. He bet it at two and a half. Now, whether or not it's square, we shall find out. Uh, but a lot of people on the bills, and, and it's indicative in the market as you know, most shops split between you've seen probably 60-40 with two and a half mostly, but you're seeing threes as well, boys. Yeah, not really that surprised that it potentially gets up to three, but I think the way Buffalo has played down the stretch, Patrick, you talked about it yesterday. Take away the weather in that game for the Kansas City Chiefs. They just haven't looked great. We saw them lose uh, three games in a row during one stretch at home this year. This team offensively has not been great. We've talked about they've not scored more than 21 points in more than half their games uh, in the regular season. Now you've got a Buffalo team that's playing as well as anyone in the NFL. Seven and one in their last eight games. People don't realize this team defensively top five in a scoring defense at home Orchard Park. And one thing, not to get too far ahead of everything, but if somehow the Texans pull off the upset on Saturday, think about how important that game becomes for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Then they have a chance to host the AFC Championship game if they can get by Kansas City. Certainly for betters, there's a motivation fallacy, or some believe it to be a fallacy, and some believe in the idea, the nebulous concept of motivation and momentum is where I'd actually point to. Uh, if you believe in motivation, if you believe in momentum, then you're going to be all over the bills here. I, again, I do believe vacuum-wise, you throw out the cold weather game for Kansas City and you believe what your eyes have told you. I don't think it's a very good team offensively. I'm not breaking a story here. Defensively, very sound, but the bills, they've been rolling, big guy. You mentioned yesterday you believe two and a half was a bit of a square number, but now it's up to three. Yeah, look, I, 
I, I bet it again. I just it's a vibe thing at this point where like things feel right with Buffalo. It feels like they've righted a lot of their wrongs, and this is a different version of Buffalo than we even saw like eight weeks ago in the NFL season. Extremely different from the last couple of Bills squads that have lost to the Chiefs in big spots. I just think this is a situation here for Buffalo. They kind of kind of got rid of the demons when they beat Kansas City in the regular season a few weeks back, but I just think it's a spot for them where everything feels like it's trending upward and everything with the Chiefs, I'm not going to say it's going down, but it's certainly plateaued. I have, I have a question for the both of you. Are you concerned at all potentially of backing Buffalo because maybe there's an overreaction to what they've done over the last six to, yes. six to eight weeks compared to what they were in the middle part of the season? Which one do you think is more reality with where the Bills are? I think the overreaction would be adding the hook to the three. Like I, oh. if, you're, if you're interested in backing the Bills at two and a half right now like Dustin did, Dustin, I think it's an at-bet. I think once we start to overreact is where you add the hook because, again, Kansas City's always going to get respect in the market, but trust your eyes. We haven't seen it. Dustin, you answered the same question. Yeah, I, I, I do have concerns about that. But I do think since that they made the move at coordinator, and remember their bye was, what, week 13, really late in the season. So I think they kind of crawled into that bye the way things were, and they just needed like to clear their heads and start over. And since then, we've seen a totally different team. So while I know that's who they were before the bye, but we have a different play caller, there's a lot of aspects that I can point to that say this is not the same team at all prior to that. Also, they had to learn how to play with Matt Milano. They were still getting used to how this defense was going to look without some of the pieces they lost in the offseason. I think they've just kind of gone back to what they, they need to do, and they reevaluated where they were to that point, and they have made the proper changes. The concern I have with Bill's Chiefs is that Andy Reid against Sean McDermott and Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen, they always find a way when it matters to end up on top. We've seen some dramatic games where all of a sudden you think this is the time the Bills are going to get over on Kansas City, and somehow the Chiefs pull it off. All those games in Kansas City. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what? You guys brought it up, and I hate to take away from employment opportunities of anybody that runs a defense. But look at Baltimore and look at Buffalo. Two teams, big-time expectations for years and years. What did they both need to do to get to this point? First year, offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin took the offense to another level, had to switch out Roman. Mid-season, Buffalo had to switch out the offensive coordinator and they're rolling. I hate the fact that I keep on standing on this offensive coordinator kick, but we do have head coaching news, which we're going to relate to you here on Sharp Money. When we come back, we've got four games, of course, six teams, and sometimes the obvious is the answer. The matchups come down to one thing, and we'll tell you what it is coming back here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. 
Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is sharp money with patrick maher and amal shaw on vsin the sports betting network well, we all do it here at VEASAN. You should, too, start your morning with the daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz. Really, it's just an opportunity to get settled in the morning with your betting menu, and that is the VEASAN Daily, written by our very own Bill A.D. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. You can sign up for free. Everything's there. Like, today's is loaded, and part of today's has to do with the brand new vsin.com website. And, and I want to say this as I've been tinkering around with the website and receiving feedback, not just Bill AD, who I'm sure is inundated, but I've received a few emails as well. And what I can tell you by tinkering with it and talking to Adam Burke and those that are responsible for the website is one thing's for sure. You're going to have, and many things are for sure with the new website, but it's going to be a better, faster user experience, which I found when I was using it today. Uh, you're going to need quicker and more conveniently be able to find exactly what you're looking for. Splits, picks, those are two of the major ones. It's much easier with the new website and more flexibility with the new look that allows us as a company to add betting tools, enhancements, to make the whole experience more robust and better for you. It is, it's one of those things where I think Dustin said it yesterday, it changes weird, changes hard. We get into a routine, we become conditioned. But once you get over the hump, this is going to, it's almost like the freeway completely opening up. This new VEASAN.com is going to completely revolutionize your experience in gathering betting information. So kudos to everybody. Give it a shot. You're going to love it. This new website, VEASAN.com. And the newsletter is VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Okay, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We're back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. And I, just quickly, before we get into what I kind of took away as far as the four matchups and divisional round weekend, the head coaching carousel continues. And Amal, the Falcons continue to go big game hunting. So they interviewed your boy, Bill Belichick, uh, two days ago, and yesterday they completed an interview with Jim Harbaugh. So one thing we do know, I don't know if Harbaugh is going to get the Falcons job, but I know he will travel for leverage because he was next to me here in California. Then he traveled all the way to the East Coast to interview with the Falcons, whether or not it's to garner leverage with the University of Michigan, whether it's to garner leverage with the Chargers, the Raiders, the Falcons. But we do know that the Falcons are going big game hunting here with Belichick and Harbaugh. Yeah, absolutely right. And if you're Atlanta right now, you're in a great position. You've got a ton of young talent. The big question is quarterback. But I think so many people in that position would like to select their own quarterback. Now, will they be able to get somebody in the draft or what their options will be? Seem a little bit limited on the surface, but we'll see how that plays out going forward. The other thing is, Patrick, you brought up Harbaugh in terms of him kind of creating more leverage with the University of Michigan. If I'm the Wolverines and you think back to the Rich Rod days and Brady Hoke days, I'd say to Jim Harbaugh, here's a blank check. Take your time. When you're ready, we're ready for you to come back. I mean, they have dominated Ohio State the last three years. They won a national championship. They are in a different atmosphere right now than they've ever been for the last quarter century. So it's going to come down to what's a good fit for him and what he chooses. I tell you what, it's good to be Jim Harbaugh right now. You've got the first pick almost in terms of where you want to go. 
Do you do, do you two have? I mean, I think I know which way both of you would go if you're the Falcons or a Falcons fan. I'll ask you that way. You prefer Belichick or Harbaugh? Harbaugh sixty, Belichick of course seventy one. Now I'm asking the question because one is known as the greatest coach, along with Lombardi of all time, and one is kind of a savant, odd, a good team builder. But would either of you go Belichick over Harbaugh? I would, and here's why. Not from an overall coaching standpoint, Belichick's resume stands on its own. But if you look at Jim Harbaugh's track record at the University of San Diego, Stanford, with the 49ers, with the University of Michigan, there's one thing that stood out to me during his tenure, and that is his ability to develop quarterbacks. Andrew Luck is the first pick. Uh, Colin Kaepernick really excelled under uh, Jim Harbaugh. They came within about 7 to 10 yards of a uh, opportunity to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he has done great things. Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, I know the three of us don't really see him as a first-round pick type of player, but he's going to definitely be drafted in the first 64 in the first two rounds. So you have to give Harbaugh a lot of credit for what he's been able to do and the success he's had. Guys, think back about this. Remember when Pete Carroll was dominating at USC? This is a guy that went down to Los Angeles with Stanford and scored 55 in a game. The old what's your deal game? And, it, you know, to me, when I look at it, he's had success wherever he's gone. And I like the fact that it's been success in a variety of places, not just one location. So you would take Harbaugh I would. over Belichick, right? I would. Okay. Big guy, same question for you. Not even a question. I mean, look, when you look at Jim Harbaugh and his motivation right now, he just was hyper-motivated to achieve a goal he wanted to, which is win a national championship at his alma mater. The second one now is win a Super Bowl. That's what he wants to do, and I think when you look at Bill Belichick, that's a guy who kind of rests on what he's done in the past, right? Everything with, with Belichick is about what he's already accomplished at the NFL level. Level For Harbaugh, it's all about looking forward and getting that ring, and I think for Atlanta, they are so desperate for stability. That franchise, since Michael Vick, Bobby Petrino leaving in the middle of the night, going way back to that, I think this, this organization as a whole has been so up and down, lacks stability. They need leadership that can bring them a way to compete and contend every year in the NFC South. They just haven't had that. And I think when you look at the two guys, Harbaugh and Belichick, one of them is still at the top of his game in Harbaugh. He's still super sharp. He's still really innovative. His teams play a certain style, physical brand of football across the board no matter where he goes. For Bill Belichick, I don't know what he is anymore. All he's become is a really bad GM and a really bad head coach over the last few years. And his ego is the biggest issue I have to deal with. Jim Harbaugh's ego leads to winning. Bill Belichick's ego leads to more questions about Bill Belichick's ego over and over again. Patrick, before you respond to the both of us, two things I would add. Number one, when you look at it, Michigan runs a unique style compared to what we see in college football today. Most teams are running a spread or some sort of tempo. They went old school football. They just play, run the ball first, they're going to throw the ball second. And by the way, I know you rag on Dustin I in terms of our coaching acumen. Both of us could draft Cole Strange. Oh, I Look, at this point, I may go Shaw Sweetelson 2024 Falcons over Belichick. Oh, I thought no, you were going to say your presidential ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not go there. Uh, let's throw up the DraftKings odds. Big guy, I saw you try to set the – what is your name, Emery? I'm so, I saw you set a trap, and I'm not going to fall into it. Any other team, 125. The Falcons, uh, your favorite, along with any other team, plus 125. Not an NFL coach over at DraftKings. Two and a half to one. The Commanders, 10 to one. The Chargers, 15 to one for Bill Belichick. Okay, I agree with both of you. Now, first off, as an NFL organization is concerned, the Falcons are a nothing. Like, there yes. is no – there's nothing to – the organization. They're just one of 32. They don't have an identity, hardly an identity in their own city, uh, except that core value, that, excuse me, that core mess of fans, which matters a lot and they care a lot. Now, if we're talking about the Brady angle and Belichick being tired, okay, I know a lot of people get bitter about that. We've discussed it ad nauseum. Let's look at the last two years, eight, nine, and four and 13 as far as Belichick. One thing you're bringing in is a younger coach in Harbaugh with an identity that is associated with winning a national championship and the last three, four years being very successful. Belichick trending the other way. And then you dig deeper into Belichick and you think about the roster decisions. You think about his draft strategy. And then, boys, you think about just his coaching staff, impl like implementation. The Matt Patricia thing, I think this is a bigger story because the Matt Patricia thing, that was indicative of a dude in Belichick that was bored, had equity in the bank, 
blinded by, you use the word ego, I'll, I'll repeat it, blinded by ego, but really it just came from, I can do whatever the F I want to do, so I'm going to throw a defensive coordinator, a bad one at that, a bad failed head coach at offensive coordinator with a second-year quarterback. That was literally just somebody that was bored looking to trick it up a little bit. Now, he might be revitalized with a new opportunity down in Atlanta, Belichick, chasing that all-time wins record. I guess that's what you can hang your hat on if you're Arthur Blank and the Falcons fan base, which we just discussed. But other than that, I think you're getting a dude that has shown you with his record, 8-9 and nine and 4-13 and 13 over the last two years, exactly where he's at as a head coach. And I know you guys think I'm crazy. I believe this is the best job of the openings right now, simply because your number one goal as a head coach to keep your job is to make the postseason. It is the easiest path. Obviously, you got to get quarterback right, but with that division the way it is, with the weapons you have, with the way that defense looked, it is the easiest path to make the playoffs earlier in your tenure. The earlier you start making these postseason runs, the more stability and job security you will have as a head coach, and I do believe that's there, whereas while Justin Herbert is the talent he is, you still have to deal with Patrick Mahomes in that division. Patrick, I would agree with Dustin. I think this is 1B. I think... uh I'm sorry, the Falcons are 1A, and I think the Chargers are 1B because of Herbert. That's why I put the Chargers in an elevated job. But everything else favors Atlanta in my estimation. I think, though, having a franchise quarterback makes a huge difference. I don't. I, Herbert, to me, not only just a franchise quarterback, I think, I think he could be, based on talent, an all-time great. So, And you win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles, see if you can make that – franchise matter here because I can tell you very much the Chargers aren't even existent in the city of Los Angeles. I live here. They don't exist. Like, they don't exist well below the Clippers. I can assure you of that. When we come back Okay, I've teased it enough. I know this is going to shock you, but we've got six teams left and four quarterback matchups and all of them are fascinating. We'll come back and discuss next here at Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you can sign up right now, $9.99 introductory offer. So essentially, here's what happens you go to vsin.com slash subscribe, you get everything we offer for night, so under 10 bucks. And then if you like it, you stick around, okay? Daily best bets, access to the betting splits, upcoming big game betting guides, which I think we do better than anybody. I'm not just saying, I just really. Appreciate the work that goes into it. Now, as we welcome you back here, it is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice week. Uh, we got to give credit to a random tweeter because we're very excited here at VEASAN about the new website. But we've, and this is new to me, so I'm just going to be very clear. Once Dustin reads what we're about to tell you, some of you may have known this trick but it just completely blew my mind, and now I have the VEASAN app, which is kind of odd because the app is going away. Dustin, help us out. All right, Jared Eisenlore on Twitter, at JaredE22 with a brilliant piece of advice. What? He's the guy that invited Patrick to the game. Oh, thanks, Jared. What happened? I showed up at Ford Field. I didn't, nobody was there. I had to go watch at Hockey Town, which is a great bar across the street. Jared, I'm, I'm right here, Jared. I'm looking at you. Oh, you got ghosted. Right, no, just playing. You got ghosted. You missed it, Dustin. Jared, that same dude wrote to a mall last week and said, "I've got." He literally had tickets. He was willing to take me to the game, Ford Field. I live in Los Angeles, so a bit of an issue. But I told him I was already home for Christmas, so I wanted to stay away from family for a bit, so not to not to tip off the crew. You know what that, I'm saying? That's not what Patrick said to me. He said, listen, the seats were 40 yard lines in a suite. He said, if there were 50, I would have gone. He said, 40 is oh, a little bit too far. Seats? He said they were a little bit too far away from the center of the it's field. It's kind of like the NBA. If my feet aren't on the wood, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I remember this take I've had, and I think Amal agrees with me, Patrick, you as well. Like, I don't ever want to go to a game. If a suite's involved, I'll go. Well, it's a different okay. dynamic because you can stand up, you can move around, you're not stifled next to those people like in Buffalo where you're throwing snow on somebody well, else. And I also know if I'm in a suite, I didn't pay for it, therefore everything in it is free to me. Let's we'll be clear before you give the tip from Jared. If he really was a ride-or-die listener and viewer of Sharp Money, he'd invite me to the Tampa game. That's true. That's true. Your move, Jared. Your move. <laughs> okay, tell him the tip. All right, so for all iPhone users, you got to have an iPhone. Sorry to those of you with whatever else exists out there. Um, 
you go to vison.com as you do in your web browser and there's a little arrow at the bottom which i didn't know I, I knew the arrow existed but i didn't know this was an option when you click the little square with the arrow at the bottom you'll scroll and find add to home screen and all of a sudden you'll go to your your phone and on your background of your phone now it looks like you have a vison app all it is is a way where you click that button and vison.com shows up couldn't be any easier and you get everything you would have gotten there yeah, it formulates it as an app, just like messages or maps or anything else that's there. This just changed oh, a like lot the, of stuff for me. Uh, hold on, Jared, hold on. Amal Shaw's got breaking news. Just listen. So Jared had messaged me. I said, hey, we mentioned you. We gave the shout out. He goes, just listen. Dang, I thought if he would have accepted, he reached out to me. Was he serious? He goes, if he was, I own one for next weekend for the divisional round. Here's a view from my seats. Dude, the seats are on the 48. <laughs> I, um, Jared. Dude, I'm going to send Jared, you guys this photo. I think we might have to. I think we might have to. I'm going to have to tweet this I, out in the commercial. I'm not as quick as Dustin on the X here, but this. Wait, is, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me check my messages. Has Eminem invited me? <laughs> no. Nope. Kid Rock. Has Kid Rock invited me? Nope. And Robert Ritchie, we grew up next to each other. You should be inviting me. If those two don't get the invite, Aretha. Oh, R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. Uh, okay. Oh, she died. I'll, I'll take the invite, Jared. Jared, hit me up. I. I mean, you're still. She might have. <laughs> you guys are both. I don't know if she's not she dead. I don't want to bury her. She she's died in 2018. Uh, okay. R.I.P. Aretha. I, I just sent you guys the photo from his seats. He took it on Sunday evening. I don't know if McVeigh's got a better oh, view. Oh, this looks like the TV view. What are you talking about? Oh wait, 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 Jared. I didn't know you were like that. <laughs> Dude, Jared, do you do you own Ford, Jared? <laughs> his seats. Like you're you're sitting. Literally on the Lions bench. Shoot. That's incredible. It literally looks like a screenshot from the broadcast. Well, that, I didn't realize until I read it afterwards. I just thought he was sending me a random photo. And he goes, these are the views from my seats. Oh, my God. I didn't realize Jared sat on so, Rico's lap. How about this? <laughs> I know he that. literally is the nicest guy ever. He's literally doing, like, customer support for us, <laughs> helping people put the on their home screens. And he's offering the, to bring Patrick but, to playoff games. But to be honest with you, it, when it, I – sorry, Patrick, go ahead. No, go ahead. When I saw the photo, I just thought it was just like a stock photo. I didn't know it was actually the photo. And That's then I see underneath it says this guy's seats. A legend. Hey, by the way, I don't know on the secondary market if Jared were to sell those seats for this Tampa Bay – Detroit game coming up, but did you guys hear that the highest-priced division game ever is at Ford Field on Sunday, an average price of a little over, like, close to $1,200 a seat in Ford Field? I'm telling you right now, I wish I could explain. First off, I told Dustin I wish I could really explain how important the Stafford angle was returning to Detroit. There's no way, unless you're from there, to know what that angle meant but the idea of getting through the wild card and now into a divisional game and hosting it Ford field, based on how this has transpired, like they're going to pay. And again, this is a hardworking blue collar city. They already have the highest priced division game ever in the history of the NFL at Ford field coming up Sunday. Well, you know, to me, when you think about it, a friend of mine summarized the best when the Buckeyes made the national championship against Miami, he bought a ticket right away. And I go, why'd you spend nearly 700 bucks already? Could have probably gotten it cheaper. He goes, I've been waiting 20 years. He goes, it's only 35 bucks a season. These people have been well, waiting 30 years. It's like when we asked Palm about Derek Stevens, of course, the owner of Circa yeah. and the D, and he asked him, would you prefer Michigan win a national championship or the Lions? There isn't a bigger fan of Michigan everything on the planet than Derek Stevens, and he snap-called the Lions. Like, I just don't know how to explain the gravity of what a Lions Super Bowl could mean to the city, so... Anyway, thank you, Jared, and congratulations on life because you must have done something right, okay? And, yes, I will accept those tickets one day, for, and I appreciate your hospitality. Okay, so I was combing through, and I'm just kind of staring. Every morning I'll stare at the board and think, like, what's the angle for today's show? And I'm looking at Houston, Baltimore, Green Bay, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Kansas City, Buffalo, and immediately four games, six teams, six quarterbacks, but the quarterback matchups are fascinating, boys. Houston and Baltimore, like it doesn't get, again, it's minority, which is a great story in the NFL. C.J. Stroud having potentially the greatest rookie season a quarterback has ever had. Lamar Jackson passed over in the draft, thought of as a wide receiver. You know, 
the unanimous MVP, going to win another MVP. That's a great storyline. Green Bay and San Francisco, two dudes in different ways that were overlooked. Jordan Love following Aaron Rodgers, sitting on the bench for years. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, sitting, waiting behind Garoppolo. Now he's starting. Tampa Bay and Detroit. Baker Mayfield, high pick, overlooked, number one overall. Jared Goff, number one overall, traded, discarded by the Rams after taking the team to the Super Bowl. And then two blue chippers in Kansas City. And but like, you guys see what I'm saying? This is kind of fascinating. You wouldn't pair any quarterback combination of the four games in any other way. You've got Mahomes and Allen, two blue chippers, all-timers, and then the other three that I mentioned. Can you get, pick it apart any other way? No, I love your breakdown. Think about this, guys. You've got seven first-round quarterbacks in this draft, and then, of course, you've got Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. But if you take away the Tampa-Detroit game, which has two number one overall picks, you've got six other quarterbacks. Whether they're in the conversation this year, past years, or in the future, are all going to be MVP candidates at some point. Brock Purdy was the leader at one point during the season. Lamar's already won one. C.J. Stroud, barring injury, appears like he's going to be an MVP candidate almost every year. Mahomes has won an MVP. Josh Allen is in consideration every year. When you look at the matchups from a quarterback standpoint, it tells me two things. Number one, you need, a, you need an elite-level quarterback to be able to win in today's league. That's just the bottom line. That's why I thought the Chargers job looked most uh, impressive to Jim Harbaugh when you look at the overall big picture. And then the second thing is, if you get that right piece and you surround them with some pretty decent talent. You have an opportunity to be a Final Four in your conference. I mean, think about this. The Houston Texan guys last year, if they don't go for two and make it, they've got the first pick in the draft. They might have wound up with Bryce Young. Instead, now they've got an opportunity. They're 60 minutes away from the AFC Championship game. The Buffalo Bills are ready to run Sean McDermott out of town. They're 60 minutes away from being in the AFC Championship game. And if things break right on Saturday from hosting, Mahomes is looking to go back-to-back. -back. I mean, when you think about what's going on, the intricacies, everyone wanted Jordan Love gone. Now we're looking at a contract extension even beyond the one he's already got with the Packers. Yeah, it's well put them all. And Dustin, you know, I hate to be Captain Obvious, but sometimes obvious is the answer. Eight quarterbacks, four matchups, but you wouldn't flip any of them. Like, these are fascinating. No, it's we've got seven of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and Jordan Love playing this week. What, what more could we want? <laughs> no, no, no. See, that shtick. <laughs> See, you, you conceded. You gave in. You waved the white flag. What he I did in did. Dallas, you had to come around, even with your pride. I, I, there's no art. There isn't even an argument anymore. No, no. The, the, like I was the last person taking a stand against Jordan Love being legit. I can absolutely confirm he is a legit top. I can't. I'm gonna say it. Top. What? Ten, what? Ten quarterback in the NFL right I, now. I'm sorry, you were stuttering. What did you say? Ten, ten quarterback. Well, yeah, I, I top ten. That. Oh, because you said fifteen last week. I said 14. and you. Oh, hey, oh, excuse me. You tagged it with and I'm being kind. At top, I, I, I think you said top 16, to be well, fair. Uh, a big man admits when he's wrong, and there's not many people in this room bigger than me. So, <laughs> that's, Well, that's very factual. Good job by you. All right, I'm doubting Kansas City and Buffalo. We're going to go straight to Kansas City. Ben Heisler next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. Sports Betting Network. Okay, new customers got a great deal for you at DraftKings. Download the app, use the promo code Vegas. It's that simple. Bet five bucks, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's a great deal. Vegas is the promo code. New customers, DraftKings. And remember, all customers all the time. A no sweat, same game parlay at DraftKings. The crown is yours. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, and Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in Ben Heisler. Now, this is a former colleague of Dustin Sweetelson's, but we're not going to hold it against him. Uh, KC Sports Network host. You can find Ben Heisler on Twitter at Benny Heiss. He hosts, now this is branding, he hosts the Benny and the Bets podcast. That's a tremendous job by you, Ben. As we say hi to Ben, he is Kansas City-based, so we must start with Kansas City. And you're going to take the best of it as we sit here on a Wednesday. And that is you can find in the market the Chiefs catching three. And Ben, welcome to the show. You do like the Chiefs catching the three at Buffalo. I do. It's been a situation for Kansas City in particular on the road where Patrick Mahomes in these scenario has been a better covering quarterback. I like what they saw in that matchup against Miami last week. This is a team that is unafraid of going to cold weather scenarios and being able to put up solid performances. And I, and I think the thing that we have to really continue to wrap our head around, guys, and, and this has been an adjustment for me, even in Kansas City, is the way in which this Kansas City Chiefs team plays now is drastically different because of their improvements on defense, because of the outstanding cornerback play that Legereus Need and O.J. McDuffie have put together. They've been able to neutralize Buffalo before defensively, and I think especially this is an opportunity again where even though they're going on the road and Allen has played better, there's so much familiarity here that I expect it to be a little bit more low scoring than expected. And I think that benefits Kansas City here, especially with some of that experience and taking that opportunity in cold weather in a matchup that they already know and understand. Ben, simply because they haven't been on the road, should anybody be concerned about backing the Chiefs? I know you gave a plethora of reasons as to why they can win this game and cover the number. But, I mean, think about it. The only time Mahomes has traveled in the playoffs is to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, and here's the other thing, too. Like, if you're going off of actual specifics and numbers, you can say, yeah, Mahomes has had the statistical advantage of playing at home, but throughout the regular season, throughout the course of his entire career, he's been a better covering quarterback on the road. It just doesn't seem to phase him. It doesn't seem to phase this team. And I think because of their experience in postseason play with the improvements on defense, I just don't see them getting phased all that much. The, the offense is already a concern. So if you're going to get more crowd noise coming in from an amazing Buffalo fan base, I, they've already had issues there. To me, I look at the matchup being how do they stop Josh Allen, especially with his midseason improvements. They've already done a really good job of containing Stephon Diggs earlier this year. Gabe Davis really did very little. Um, the, the big key will be neutralizing James Cook. Um, and they've already made noticeable improvements in stopping the run um, as the season has gone along. So I, the, the road part for Mahomes doesn't scare me. And I think if anything, 
You can also make the argument that because Buffalo is at home, that puts a little bit more pressure on them. They've already been playing in so many winner-go-home type games already that for Kansas City, they've been looking for, for more reasons for people to doubt them. I, I think this gives them something that's galvanizing coming into this game, and I like them catching three. Tremendous NFL divisional round breakdown. Ben Heisler joins us here. Sharp money. Now the offense has been a question mark, but Isaiah Pacheco hasn't. It's almost like that breakout in the Super Bowl last year, and he's continued, Ben, into this season. You're going to go over 14 and a half rush attempts for Pacheco. Yeah, it's weird to put myself in a situation where I'm trusting anything from Andy Reid to go on the over for rush attempts. It feels <laughs> like something is not spiraling correctly in my brain, but the, the numbers make sense for Pacheco. Buffalo has had issues in stopping the run consistently throughout the course of the year. Pacheco has returned uh, on this number quite a few times, especially in the second half when they've really allowed him um, to set themselves up. Uh, again, you, you have to look at this matchup and say to yourselves, what's Kansas City's best chance here? Um, They've really had a, a lot of success in Pacheco, especially with his yards after contact. With Buffalo, it's about sustaining drives and keeping that defense on the field. And, and then for Kansas City, if you're opening up play action, that allows more opportunities for Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field. We've seen the emergence of Rasheed Rice, especially in that playoff game last week where he was an absolute monster uh, against the Miami defense that sent pressure, um, that has some very good corners. And Rasheed was able to get himself open and have his best game of the season. So I think Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, and the rest of the team are starting to understand time of possession, winning these types of games, especially on the road, is okay. And in cold weather spots, knowing that Pacheco's going to get some of those big yards against a soft spot and a run funnel team, I, I think it makes sense to trust Pacheco to go over this number. Could we take a look at uh, Stephon Diggs potentially under first game? He had four catches for 24 yards. Legereus Sneed has probably been one of the most criminally underrated cornerbacks in the NFL this year. I mean, they did a great job. They held Allen to, I think, 209 in the first game in terms of passing yardage. Are those some of the props that you might consider on the underside if you're looking at it from a Buffalo offensive standpoint? I think so. Um, the, the nice part is that with Allen, especially in the second half with Joe Brady taking over from Ken Dorsey, they've become a more balanced offense anyway. So with Snead likely shadowing Diggs, uh, it's going to present, you know, a difficult matchup for him. You know, maybe Davis is able to break one free. You certainly think about that divisional game from a handful of years ago where he had those monster touchdowns. But again, you know, with Gabe, someone like Gabe Davis, it's always been feast or famine. I, I think if you're going to consider an over, maybe you look towards receiving yards for somebody like James Cook, where they dump it off in the backfield and, and the Chiefs linebackers, especially um, how they've been using them in pass situations and rushing the quarterback. Maybe there's opportunities for James Cook to have a couple big breakaway yards. So maybe that's an opportunity to go on the over. Uh, also, Dalton Kincaid, his continued emergence in that offense and a reliable weapon in the middle of the field. Again, you guys, if you're talking about the Chiefs corners, um, they're going to take care of Davis and Stephon Diggs, but it's the middle of the field and especially the emergence of Kincaid that I think you could look at his number and say, yeah, this might be a scenario where uh, if you're looking at his receiving yards and, and last time I've seen it, it's anywhere between 38 and a half and 40 and a half. Um, I, I trust him to get there because I think the targets are going to be there as well. Okay, Ben, let's go Green Bay, San Francisco. Now, you may have found a market that had the Packers 10.5. That number's dipped below doubles. It's mostly 9.5 right now. You might be able to find a Packers catching 10, but you do like the Packers in this matchup. I do, because I think since the middle of the season, when Green Bay kind of had a, you know, a come-together moment, um, allowed the playbook to open up more for Jordan Love, um, he's been terrific. And this is also a 49ers defense. Well, yeah, they've looked very good, but they've also allowed for quarterbacks to really throw the ball on them quite a bit. Um, you have to remember, too, that this is Matt Patricia against Kyle Shanahan. That's sort of similar mindsets. Um, LaFleur's from that same tree. So they're going to know kind of what to expect from the other offensively as well. And I think that gives Green Bay a bit of an advantage here, knowing that it's a similar offense to be able to adjust for. Their defense has played significantly better uh, down the stretch of the season. And regardless of, you know, somebody like Christian Watson not being there last week or last couple of weeks for Green Bay, uh, they still have had Luke Musgrave step up. They still had Romeo Dobbs step up. There's more and more weapons that Jordan Love can spread the ball to. And then you have Aaron Jones. So I, I think it's a good matchup for Green Bay to at least hang in there. Um, unless all of a sudden Jordan Love just completely loses it. 
um, and the pressure gets to Green Bay. I, I just think the way that they've played down the stretch has shown that they've gotten better blocking. The pass protection has been better, and Jordan Love has established himself. This is a number two DVOA offense over the last several weeks of the season. So I, I think getting nine and a half, ten, that, that's a little too much here. And by the way, just for context on that ten and a half, I did pay a little bit extra when it was at ten to get it up to that number. So just for for everybody out there, Very yeah, good. it's not available now, but you know, sometimes <laughs> you good. see that ten, you see that hook, and you're like, all right. Yeah, I got to eat up on that. And we got about a minute remaining. Uh, Houston and Baltimore. Houston laying nine in this game. What do you think about the Ravens and their chances this year based on their postseason failures the last several years? It's really tough. That, that nine and a half kind of feels like the right number here. My, my first gut is to take Houston, given what we've seen out of C.J. Stroud, the fact that the playoffs didn't scare him one bit. Um, but this is also a Ravens team that finally is in a position to have everybody healthy. It's also a really good matchup for Isaiah Likely as their tight end. I love him for an anytime touchdown scorer at plus 250. That's been a soft spot for the Texans defense this year. Um, it, it's a very different matchup preparing for Lamar Jackson than it is for Joe Flacco. So uh, I, I think Baltimore is in a nice spot here. The line feels a bit too high, but uh, then again, Houston's been proving us wrong all year. So I lean Houston, but probably a stay away, at least for me, on the side and the total. Fade the Lions secondary. I want to make sure I get this one in for Ben, for our listeners and viewers. Baker Mayfield over 22 and a half completions. You are exactly right, Ben Heisler. Ben Heisler, KC Sports Network host at Benny Heiss on Twitter. And you can also check out the podcast, Benny and the Bets. Great job, Ben. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, fellas. Anytime. Thank you. And also, by the way, Kittle. Anytime touchdown, plus one and a half. So plus 150. When we come back, Mike Palm is going to join. We love Palm Circa, the D, Golden Gate, VP of Ops. Of course, Vicent hosts, and he joins us for Palm versus the Prince. Mike's coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 